Welcome to D-Bronx Podcast. I am your host, Austin. I'm joined here with Ian. How's it going? And Kevin. Hello, gents. Hello. We are coming at you on a Tuesday, December the 1st, uh, following a glorified forfeit uh, of the Broncos playing, quote-unquote, playing against the Saints. In a week where we saw Kendall Hinton... A practice squad wide receiver get elevated to the active roster the day of the game and start at quarterback after all of our quarterbacks were deemed uh, high-risk close contact by the NFL uh, in the afternoon of Saturday, the day before the game. Um, and pulled from practice and told they were not be they would not be eligible to play. Of course, if you're listening to this Broncos country, you've heard the story. You know kind of the circumstance, and I'm sure you saw the uh, the forfeit of a game that we put on against the Saints. Which, to Hinton's credit, nobody could have pulled that off. You know that uh, his willingness is enough to be commended in my book. Um, but Ian, I I, I want to turn to you first, kind of just get your thoughts on this whole situation. Just um, obviously, the Broncos were put in a really hard situation by the NFL, uh, and you know there is some blame to go into the Broncos organization as well, namely the quarterbacks room and uh, Vic Fangio potentially the leadership in that regard. Um, but in any case. You and I uh, have kind of talked about this a little bit off the air. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts on this. Just the, just the game overall, but more specifically, the the situation the Broncos were put in. First off, big props to Hinton. You got to imagine the roller coaster of emotions that guy went through from Saturday to Sunday. Oh I don't man. think anybody in the NFL has ever <laughs> had to go through. That's <laughs> an unprecedented that. thing. Yeah. I mean, I would have been like, "What? Wait, what?" Uh, yeah, I didn't sign up for this, but okay. I commend him hey, so much. Hey, can you imagine the phone call he received? So it must have been Saturday, <laughs> like at four in the afternoon. You're getting elevated. Hey. And the guy, hey, listen, man, we're going to promote you to the active team tomorrow. <laughs> and Hinton's like, oh, that's awesome. It's like punt uh, coverage, the kickoff return. Yeah, what, maybe what are you thinking returns? about? Uh, no, you, we want you to pl- – play quarterback tomorrow and then of course he has to call his parents hey mom and dad you need to watch the game tomorrow and they're like son we don't even have cable tv we don't get it we we go to a sports bar you have to watch the game why you're not even you're not even gonna play trust me just watch the game (laughs) trust me you'll see me there i will be in uniform no, I thought oh, that I, I, I thought that was crazy, and, and I, you know, a lot of respect to that kid for sitting in there really uh, and just so getting much respect. Yeah, I, I give a lot of respect for um, uh, Cameron Hayward for not completely destroying that child. Um, yeah, because there was many Mario times. Davis, yeah. his stance. He didn't even want to play the game because he thought he was just completely disrespectful Unfair. to the league. Uh, so, I mean, the, the one thing that I got to point on about the whole quarterback room thing is it came out by. Uh, Benjamin Albright, that they were eating and they and they were social distancing, and the only time they removed their mask was to eat and then put the mask back on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I guess there was apparently somebody in the room that snitched on them, and then that I don't, I, nobody's ever really came up with a name that snitched on uh, the quarterback room, but from what we, I guess there's some tape 
that's supposed to come out, and the Denver Broncos need to address that immediately. Um, because, I mean, they did get overly hammered, and the Broncos were basically made an example of the NFL. Because, I mean, you even look at the Steelers' Uh, Ravens game that got pushed back till tomorrow night. Even though I mean that that game actually it's been pushed play. three times. Yeah, I mean they got like twenty two people out with COVID. Um, I thought it was unfair. Um, I did not like the response that Vic Fangio had, where he basically was like, "I'm disappointed in my quarterbacks," which mm. I guess he's got a right to say that. But it's like he every time something goes wrong, Vic Fangio always points the blame at somebody else. Without mm-hmm. fail, always blame somebody else. And that's not, he's an old school coach, but he's playing new school rules like, oh, it's not me, it's them. And you're like, are, are you a child? Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to have your teens back. And then he kind of retracted on the statements a little bit later today saying, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, not, not a lot. But overall, I thought it was a pretty crappy thing from the coward that is Roger Goodell. He doesn't care about the Broncos, all he cares about is money. Yeah. Which I think that's the entire NFL now, anyways. They don't care about winning and losing. They want to see who the top teams are. You know, we're going to push back the Steelers and Ravens game because that's a game that actually means something. Um, yeah. And 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 and, and I, Stephen A. Smith said it the worst. Uh, said it the best. I think yesterday he's like, "What the NFL did to the Broncos is cheating the fans. They cheated yeah. the fans out of a game." That game either should have been mm-hmm. postponed or moved back, and they did n- mm-hmm. neither. And I think it's the first time in NFL history that a team has gone out and did not have a starting quarterback on their roster and was like, yeah, figure it out. So I was pretty upset with that. And the day before, I, it's not the first time a non-quarterback has started, but it is the first time that there was no opportunity for prep, and it was just a guy being thrown out to the Wolves. Just, just I'm going to turn Kevin. We're going to get your thoughts. Uh, bef- just, be- just before, in regards to the video, the video was sent to the NFL by the Broncos on Friday morning. Their understanding was that there, there wouldn't be anything found that would cause any punishment. That was their thinking. That's, that's what I've heard. Of course, we're, of course, okay. there's conflicting things here, but I've heard they sent it in Friday morning thinking there would not going to be any issue because everyone was social distanced. By the way, if you watch Good Good Morning Football every day, they're all in the same room without masks as well, Right, but they're more than six feet apart like the Denver Broncos quarterbacks were, um, and they just pulled their masks down to eat. But anyways, uh, they, it was the Broncos that sent that video in. I don't think it was anyone necessarily snitched or whatever. It was the Broncos that sent the video in, but did not get any report back from the NFL regarding it for like 30 hours. Or something. I mean, if, if, Kevin, you can, if you can find a oh, mask you can eat through, you're a millionaire. Hallelujah. Uh, Kevin, let's go ahead and get, get your, uh, your thoughts on this. You know, obviously this whole, uh, the situation that the team. Okay guys. In. So I'm coming from a decidedly different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, bit of a law and order guy, bit of a personal responsibility guy, bit of look in the mirror first guy before I start you know, sort of pointing at others. And and there's a lot of blame to go around. And I sort of get the fact that the game was a joke uh, and people are angry with uh, the man, right? The man's the NFL. So, but pointing the finger of blame at the NFL, I feel, is misguided. You know, granted, they have moved other games this season, this season when teams had an outbreak, including the Patriots, which impacted the Broncos. But, 
you know, clearly the league has sent the message that they're willing to accommodate teams, move games, maintain competitive balance. Here's the key. If everyone is following the rules, Ravens-Steelers game, they're moving it because they have an outbreak that's, that's uh, still not completely under control, apparently. Um, but what they're not, what the NFL is not going to do is to help a team, i.e. the Broncos, that violates the NFL's protocols, nor should they, because as soon as they do, that sets a bad precedent. And if you set that kind of precedent, there isn't a single team in the league that is incentivized to follow the rules. You don't follow the rules, we will, we will accommodate you, don't worry about it. That's the NFL's mm-hmm. position. True. They put the rules out there, they put the protocols out there, uh, the teams know about it, the players know about it, and look, I, I don't know much of anything to do with the investigation, the videos, what was found out. Um, I don't think the Broncos helped themselves when the quarterbacks apparently widely reported were dishonest uh, or deceptive in, um, in, in, in what they said to the league uh, with the contract tra- uh, tracing uh, bracelets and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, so, so the NFL made the decision. You know, I think that you know, the, the finger of blame immediately goes to the quarterbacks, and Locke's going to be the head of that list simply because he's a starting quarterback. Um, then it's going to have to go to the, the head coach, right, who's, who's supposed to be setting the example there. He's the guy who famously said, we're not going to lose death by inches. Well, what's this all about? I mean, he was fined mm-hmm. earlier in the year without the mask. And by the way, you can be pro-mask, anti-mask. There's 37 states in the U.S. that mandate masks in public. The NFL is trying to conform with state laws. They're trying to get the season uh, um, to the end. So we have a Super mm-hmm. Bowl. They have all kinds of demands on them. I'm sure they feel that they're doing the best job they can. Roger Goodell, he has a job. His job is to report to the owners. There's 31 owners. Broncos don't have an owner. So if one team's going to be made an example of, if that's what they feel like they're doing here, it's going to be the Broncos probably. There's no owner. And if you want to really go up the chain of command, that it all started with the Bolin kids. They can't yep. get straight on ownership. Right. Yeah. We have no one representing the team with the league office. Mm-hmm. So why not dump on the Broncos? That could be part of it. And that's a conspiracy mm-hmm. theory. I don't know if the Broncos – I mean, the, the NFL thinks that way. But, um, you know, and then, you know, I, <laughs> then you got to ratchet it up to John Elway. He's the team president of football operations, general manager. He's the guy responsible for looking at the big picture. How do you have a guy like Blake Bortles, who has multiple years of experience in the NFL, why mm-hmm. is he coming into the quarterback room? Why He's on the practice squad. Why Shouldn't isn't he there. zooming in? Why don't you have a contingency plan in place should – a rash of COVID strike the most important position on your team, the quarterback room. That's not the NFL's fault. That's not even Drew Locke's fault. It's Fangio and Elway. You have a contingency plan. The Broncos walked right into this. They weren't following protocol. You screw up on protocol, well, you have a safety latch. You got Brett, you got Bortles, who's a mm-hmm. competent NFL quarterback who's not going to embarrass the team, mm-hmm. embarrass the organization, because he's been sitting out there attending all the meetings via Zoom, working out on his own, and then guess what? You got your guy. We don't, we're not even having this conversation. So, you know, 
that's how I feel strongly about it. You know, Drew Locke, <clears throat> who I'm a fan of, this raises question marks. Now, he's 23 or 24. He's a young guy. Uh, I'll give him a pass. I'm not going to give him a complete pass. We're going to have to watch him. But I understand he came in and he organized this meeting um, outside of the normal schedule. So good for him. He wanted to come in do some extra prep work for the Saints. Fantastic. I have a personal opinion about the masks. I, I don't believe they prevent That's not anything. what this is but, about. Yeah. But it's not about any of that. The rules That's are the rules. Follow the damn rules, guys. You know, we've all had bosses. We've all had jobs. We all work for companies. We don't like the decisions they make. Somebody else got promoted. I feel like I should have been promoted. Man up, dude. Do your job. Do what you're supposed to do, and you're going to win more than you're going to lose. But life isn't fair. The NFL isn't fair. Hopefully the Broncos learn something from this. But if I was the owner of the team, I would immediately fire Elway for this situation. It's an embarrassment to the city, Agreed. embarrassment to the team, embarrassment to the league. I'm not blaming the league. Yeah, we've been I'm saying blaming, fire Elway for a I'm long blaming time. Elway, and I'm blaming Fangio. But it starts at the top, and unfortunately we don't have an owner. So – Elway goes unchecked. Fangio goes unchecked because Fangio's Elway's guy. And this kind of crap happens. Drew Locke is being thrown under the bus. He's a young kid. He's yep. trying to learn the game. Hey, 23, 24, I made incredibly poor judgment and bad decisions. I, I'm not going to kill the guy. Um, but Brett Bortles older. You know, I mean, they all he share in the blame. But, but it, it is, it, it's an embarrassment principally on the Broncos organization. This Hinton kid uh, – Good for him. I mean, he went out there. He's got something to talk about the rest of his life. But um, I'm angry with the Broncos. I've never been more embarrassed at, at this. Hey, look, we got blown out in Super Bowls. And I got over that. This one stinks. This is stupidity. Lack of leadership yeah. up and down the organization. Agreed. Um, so, okay. So, for me, it's not it's not so black and white. that One person's to blame or one group is to blame. There's blame that goes all around here. There's blame that goes all sorts of different directions. It goes to the quarterbacks. It goes to Vic Fangio. It goes to Elway and the lack of leadership. It goes to the NFL and their inconsistencies. It goes to a lot of different places here. For me, this is not this is not so black and white as like, hey, here are the rules. Did you follow them or did you not? This was this was a situation where, um, where the NFL has shown a a tendency to uh, to favoritism. Okay, and now I know like there's this whole oh we, you know they're they're not gonna they're they're gonna change they're gonna change schedules for medical reasons not for com- you know competitive reasons. Well, first of all, your product is the competition that you put on the field. That's your product. First of all, uh, you should be worried about the the competitiveness of the games and the teams that you are putting on the field. Number one, number two, you're an entertainment industry. Your goal, your job, NFL, is to entertain the fans. That is your only purpose for existing. That is it. You do not have a different purpose for existing. Fans are the reason that you exist. If you don't have fans, if you're not entertaining the fans, you don't exist, period. So you should also take that into account. Here, here, Here's the thing. There's such inconsistencies with the way that they they rule this okay so basically the, the broncos would have been better off at least by the punishment or lack thereof they would have been better off with an outbreak obviously 
you know, not not speaking to the safety of that, but as far as the punishment from the league office, you would have been better off having a league. You would have been better off having an outbreak. So here's the thing: is the Broncos have been one of the best teams in the NFL in regards to containing the virus and preventing outbreaks. Yet they're the ones who are facing the most starch punishment because they contained it. Because they contained it. If they had had 18 players, guess what? Game would have been postponed. I mean, if you would have had your... I mean, you think about the Patriots game. That was that was, uh, that was was delayed because they had, what, two guys on COVID? But guess who those two guys were? Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore. So, game postponed. We lose our bye week and have to shift three or four other games in our schedule. Um, I mean, this the Titans. I mean, Titans had this go ongoing for two to three weeks. Games. Guess what? Games were shifted. Uh, it's 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 the lack of consistency here. You know, they can they can blame it on. Oh well, this this wasn't this this was not a medical issue. Okay, so bravo, the Broncos did what they were supposed to and contained the issue. I mean, if you want to talk about it being a medical thing. Uh, then the team who has been of the better of the top tier of teams at containing this virus shouldn't be punished for containing the virus. Um, and that's not even to say about, you know, you know, what actually happened in the video or, you know, you know, how close were they? How long were they without masks? That's none of that's even even speaking to that. I'm just speaking currently to the inconsistencies um with the NFL and the league office and, and the way that they decide to make decisions on shifting games or not shifting games. The fact that we would have been better off, the fact that we would have been less punished uh, if we had an outbreak is, is absolutely ludicrous. And it completely, it completely taints the whole purpose of trying to make it. So this is a medical issue. I mean, the saints are our opponent our opponent had broken policy more than the Broncos had. Got fined 500K in a draft pick. In a draft pick. But they were gifted a win. And this is, I mean, you think about the NFC playoff race. You think the Packers are happy that the uh, that, that one of the teams that they're competing for the number one overall seed, the one home field advantage, the one first round bye, and now they, you know, the, the Saints got a free win. The Saints got to play a practice squad wide receiver at QB. You think the Packers aren't going to be upset about that? Oh, players or are already the, squawking. Or the Seahawks? I mean, you just ruined you just ruined the seeding as well because you gave a team a free win. Demario Davis, who's the Saints linebacker, was so so put off by this whole situation from the opposing team that he didn't even want to play the game. He said, "This is absolutely ridiculous." I don't, I'm, I'm, you know, not using his words, but basically was saying this is ridiculous that the Broncos are being forced to play this game with a practice squad receiver who's had absolutely no time to practice. He didn't even know all the plays. He barely had time. By to the wake way, up. J- just <laughs> on, on that point, if I was the owner of the Broncos, and right. if I, if we pool our money together. We have an outside shot. Um, <laughs> if I, and, and this had happened under my watch, I would have gone to the players 
hey, do you guys want to play the game? We're not going to win. Highly unlikely. This is an embarrassment. It starts with me. I'm the owner. But I'm going to give you something to think about. We can take a forfeit. We won't risk any injuries. We're not going to embarrass the league. We can take a forfeit. I'll pay your salary. (laughs) But we're going to learn from this. Okay? Um, And, yeah, you can have side conversations Mm -hmm. about the NFL and how we think they handled it or didn't handle it. But we we have to own this. So, I guess the Broncos could have forfeited the game. I mean, effectively, they forfeited the game because of the situation they were put in. Um, I don't know how seriously that was considered. Yeah, yeah, but but nonetheless, I guess that was an an option that that they discarded. And and again, without ownership, set and direction, decisions get made. They're not always in the best interest of the team. And by the way, can I just say something about Hinton? Hinton. Yeah. I actually, I actually think he did worse than I thought he would do. <laughs> One completed. I mean, no, seriously. It is I do think so, the guys, Same. Agreed. It, that, but he, he did. I mean, I'm thinking, oh, he'll probably throw for 100 yards. He'll probably scramble for 40. He mm-hmm. had 20 yards in total offense. Again, I praised Pat Schumer last week. I'm going to hammer the, the guy right him. now. Yeah. I, yeah. Bad play hold calling. On. How many times? Low percentage throws. What? Why did you see a wide receiver screen? Did you see a slot receiver screen? Did you see no. flare passes out to the running backs? No, no, no. Nothing. Why not put the guy in a position where he can complete? He can't throw the ball downfield. He's not an NFL quarterback. <clears throat> Don't even pretend to have him throwing the ball downfield. No. Stupidity. Absolute stupidity. And, it just yeah, um, mind-numbingly I mean, stupid think? play calling. Yeah, like the, what do you think the defense is? Be like, all right, they're they're basically direct snapping, uh, direct snapping to the uh, running backs seventy five percent of the time. I wonder what they're gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> and H- and the only screens time they, flare passes, and the only time they oh. would throw it is on obvious passing situations where your chances of completing it are even yeah, lower. Three and thirteen. Yeah, you I'm know, with- I'm certainly certainly not to say that we wanted him out there winging it and throwing it all over the field, but throw it on a first down. Yeah. You know, throw a screen on a first down. Throw a quick slant. Here's the thing is they had him out. And, of course, this is nothing against Kendall Hinton. Because no, he, no, he oh, was no. – I have so much respect for him for being willing to do this, being willing yeah. to do this, not knowing the playbook, not getting any time with the uh, in practice whatsoever. But they had him in the, – they had him on the field – Prior to the game, pregame warm-ups, they had him throwing slants. They had him throwing curls. And I didn't see a single play call for that in this game. Instead, they were throwing low-percentage balls. Oh, just go throw it deep. The the thinking is a 50-50 ball. Your receiver might win that. But in any case, like at least build the guy's confidence a little bit. A quick outlet pass. Uh, you know, if you have a, a, a running back doing a uh, an angle an angle route out of the backfield across the middle, it's just a, essentially a quick slant that half the time is not covered um, yeah. in the it, NFL. It, like, and I'm okay, like the first series, let him heave it downfield. Just sh- yeah. show the Saints that he can throw the ball 50 yards. You know, loosen the mm-hmm. – but then he shouldn't be throwing anything over five to seven yards. The, the whole game. Yeah. And Never. just working that running game. And that's back it. Then the, the guy maybe has a chance. And the team yeah. has a chance. Because really, 
first half, I mean, the defense was playing tough. We got a turnover. We got you know, things were starting to work for us. Defense was playing had, really good early on. We really had zero good. on offense. By the way, just as a footnote, I the, the, I saw one photograph of that game. I'm a I'm a uh, Bulls fan, right? Especially now, the guy's got his deal. He seems to really love uh, Denver. We re-signed him for four more years, but it's a picture of Bulls walking off the field, and he's got his arm around around Hinton. And he looks like a giant bear with a little cub, just protected him. Got his (laughs) arm around, like, hey, man, I got you. I love that picture. That's Broncos football. That's Broncos pride. That's the kind of culture this organization needs, and Bowles, I think, represents it in spades. You know that picture? I saw the same picture. Uh, You know what it reminded me of? Mecklenburg touching the top of John Elway's head. You've seen that picture, right? I don't think I. I don't it was after that. like a bad series. It's a famous Broncos picture, and like Elway kind of looks dejected, and Mecklenburg is kind of walking by, and I'm like patting him on top of the head, like, "Nice, yeah, it's good, man. We got you. We well, we yeah. obviously mm-hmm. that's the defense, you know. Uh, you know, we got you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you couldn't, and he, I love that picture of Garrett Bulls. I saw him do that, and just and his effort to. Stop that fumble. By the way, another Lloyd oh, Cushenberry that was, mistake. That was, that was some DK um, Metcalf kind of play. Yeah. Oh, chasing him down, <laughs> getting him by the ankles. But, yeah, what a bad snap by Cushenberry on that one. That was oh, absolutely that was terrible. Awful. That was terrible. Didn't even get it all the way back to Lindsey. And then Lindsey got injured on that play. Um, I think they marked that as a fumble for Lindsey. Well, the, it, it always it, – you don't give the stat of fumbles to centers. That's his first fumble. Oh no, that actually went against him. Did it really? It did. Yeah, well, yeah, it said fumble. Yeah. <laughs> That's not Came fair. Up fumble. He, that he is whispering this. That, that is not fumble. fair. That's what 500 and almost that's probably almost 600 carries. Crazy. Without without a fumble, and that's how they're going to credit it. Oh my god, that's brutal. I, I, that, the only the only person that was happy to see that fumble was uh, Gordon. That's the only. <laughs> uh, the pressure's that's off. So true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so true. Anyways, um, couldn't have called a worse game plan. Couldn't have called. I mean, not to say that they could game plan. They didn't game plan. I mean, again, all they this didn't stuff. Try. Is, all this stuff we say is almost with an asterisk because they had zero time. But in the moment, with the situation they were given, you couldn't have called it worse. If you are. Uh, I never thought I like- I'd say this, but I but I kind of wish Mike McCoy was our uh, uh, offensive oh coordinator gosh. this game. <laughs> oh Just pull out the Tebow playbook. The Tebow playbook, yeah, oh, it might have worked. A couple short <laughs> throws, yeah. It, and and having you know you know Royce Freeman looked okay at times. You know the Wildcat looked okay at times, but once they knew they're never gonna. Th- the, I mean, once the Saints knew that, hey, they're literally never gonna even try to throw it until it's a third and eight, third and nine. And then then it, you know there's nothing you can do at that point. Um, and even then, they're just going to launch it deep for a 50-50 ball. Um, so, you know, just put him in, you know, not only was he already in an impossible, Kendall Hinton already being in an impossible situation, uh, they made it even harder. They made it even more impossible. But uh, just kind of circling back just a little bit, um, I did want to I did want to make mention of, of, of this and, you know, talking about Drew Locke and the quarterbacks and how, the, you know, they made this mistake and never, you know they they actually approached the Broncos organization asking if they could have permission to meet on the 
on the at the facility so that they were not meeting outside of the facility and putting the, putting themselves at more risk. Uh, they asked permission to meet in that specific room, which is a larger room, so that they could socially distance. Um, so I understand, like, we're all talking about, like, oh, they put themselves in such a bad situation because they pulled their masks down to eat. But they were social distanced. Uh, they took They took measures. This is... I'm already, if you've listened to this podcast before, I'm already pretty much out on believing that Locke is the guy, but this is not going to be a situation that lends itself to me thinking that anymore. Um, (laughs) He pulled his mask down uh, to eat, and so did the other quarterbacks while socially distanced. Again, watch Good Morning Football, an NFL product. You see them in the same room. Is that a protocol violation? You see them in the same room. that we don't without know. masks. If, if they're if they're socially distanced, and they're only pulling their mask down to eat, is that a protocol violation? It shouldn't be, but it sounds like it was. If if that's all they did, I mean, I, I don't know what Locke's apologizing for. I don't know what Fangio is apologizing for. Um, because what, what again, do you we think, just don't we we don't know. Can you we don't do? know exactly what evidence the NFL had. Y- yeah, yeah, but I'm not I'm not inclined to trust the NFL. You know, the NFL has not earned my trust by any stretch. Uh, they make constant mistakes and constant terrible judgment calls. I mean, they've been doing it for years. They've been doing it since since I was born, if not longer. I mean, I, they, they, they don't they haven't earned my trust to believe, oh, well, if the NFL, NFL is saying this well, it must be true. No, and and if you're in the situation as Drew Locke or as Vic Fangio, head coach, starting quarterback, what do you do? Like you're putting it in an impossible situation. Of course you're going to apologize because the NFL's already made a decision. So you're going to do that same kind of apology, like, "Oh, I'm sorry, put myself in that position, put the NFL in that position." Like, again, this is your points are all valid, Kevin. When in regards 100%. to the leadership in the in the Broncos organization, and, those are all and, valid points, and I'm not I'm not countering it, those. Oh, I know, I know you're not. And listen, yeah. I'm. I could easily flip a switch and jump to the other side of this argument, okay? Yeah. But but it's good to have both sides. Yeah, listen, there was I remember this press conference from earlier, earlier in the year. And I don't know if you guys do, but it was asked of uh Fangio. Maybe after maybe before week 1 or it was one of the first two or three weeks. It was asked, "Hey, uh are you going to isolate your uh practice quarterback just in case there's a breakout?" So Fangio took the question from the media. He said, no, no, we don't think it's necessary. You know, effectively paraphrasing, the odds of that happening are so remote, we don't think it's, we don't need to do that. So again, you know, the worst case scenario, the long shot happened. You know, we got all quarterbacks out. They don't have a guy they can bring in. It was easily solved by putting Bortles, which who was a good signing as an emergency quarterback, keeping him out of the facility. Yeah, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. This is the, there's virtually no NFL team who has had a quarantine quarterback. That, but like, other, it's, uh, it's, uh, this uh, is not a Fangio. That would be the entire NFL situation. The Bills, the Eagles have have a quarterback quarantine quarantine just two uh, that I know of. D- the d- there's only have about two or three, and I bet you now they all do. But well, they're all we starting clear- to, of course. They, the, the, the sacrificial lamb was shown. That's the thing. The Broncos were the sacrificial lamb for the NFL to show, hey, we're going to be hard asses about this, so you better listen. 
That's True. what it was. We True. were the sacrificial lamb. Even even being the team that has followed policy more than 80% of the other teams, we're the ones who were we got we got caught we got put in that situation. They saw an opportunity, they took it. As and, and to your point, I don't know if this is true or not, but to your point, maybe it is because they don't have an owner to challenge it. They don't have any leadership to challenge it. They don't. I they don't, don't have a leader. That. John always not a leader in in a uh, uh, in an executive role. I don't think they're he's too use prideful the... to be a leader. Leaders are not prideful. I don't think they're going to use the lack of ownership to force this. I, I think those are two different subjects, honestly. Yeah, I, and as, like I said, I don't know if that's that that has anything. If to that do is, with that it. is that's pretty that's pretty damn petty. The, well, well, I mean, my, my, my point is when, when you don't have a leader, specifically an owner in the NFL, then um, who is setting the standard uh, of excellence, holding people accountable, setting the right example, et cetera, et cetera, things can start to break down. And they reveal themselves in weird and strange ways kind of like this. Um, I'll put it to you this way. If, if this would have been 2014, Boland was still the owner, Peyton Manning was the quarterback, and we had a pandemic like this, I would bet money we wouldn't be having this problem. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean – I agree. I agree with you on this that. And, 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 and I don't know that, for, but logic yeah, leads me there. Yeah, no, I understand. And the only the only counter that I would even have to that, even slightly, because I think you're right, but the only counter that I would have to that is the fact that the Broncos have been one of the better teams in regards to containing the, the virus. So that would be the only counter that I have to that, and this is just... Other than the hey, fact oh, that, one Fan, of Broncos that Fangio, oh. Fangio was fined like $100,000 early in the season for not wearing his mask during a game. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed and to be that, setting the example. Okay, we'll fire every coach then because they all did that in the early, early th- going. Th- three coaches were league. fined. Uh, yeah, well, three coaches were fined uh, because they did it after another, I guess, after another warning. Um, but anyways, yeah. in any case, we do got to move on from that. I will say this. Jerry Jones for the Cowboys is an absolute dumbass. Excuse my language, um, <laughs> but he's you know you know what he said in regards to this situation. What? Uh, and I don't I don't know if you uh, you heard either one of you guys heard about this, but Jerry Jones compared the Cowboys' seventh round pick quarterback, a seventh round quarterback, um, Ben DiNucci, to Kendall Hinton and saying that. The Broncos were in no harder of a situation than the Cowboys were when they had to play their seventh round QB Ben DiNucci, who, you know, led uh led his his team in college to an FCS title. And, and the, the Cowboys thought enough of to put him <laughs> on their roster as a quarterback. As a quarterback <laughs> who won the starting job. <laughs> In college, as a quarterback, and won a championship as a quarterback. He said he didn't uh, so feel Jones, sorry for the Broncos. He said he didn't feel sorry for the Broncos. Yeah, he said he said he said he said that the Cowboys were in just as hard of a situation with Ben DiNucci. Well, Ben DiNucci, you should probably want to get out of there because he's equating you to a practice <laughs> squad wide receiver. 
when talking about your quarterbacking ability. So that is I mean, has ridiculous. Jerry Jones said anything smart in the last 30 years? 80 years. years. Um, <laughs> 80 years. Uh, Mark Kisla said, did the NFL's punishment of the Broncos fit the crime? No. Can Drew Locke be a knucklehead? Yes. Are Broncos held in same regard as Steelers or Ravens? No. And they shouldn't be. What do you what and do you guys think he be. means by that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's but true. Right now- There's some truth to it. Um we did we did end up si- signing Pat Shermer's son, Kyle Shermer. Uh-oh. Uh in Trash. what will probably equip well, of course, he's a fifth string quarterback. Duh, he's trash. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, you, his son we brought duh. him as a QB. Huh, okay. As a QB, yes. Ian, that was blatantly dumb. For, of course, he's number five on the depth chart. This is the whole quarantine. This is the whole but, quarantine but, quarterback. But, but hold on. He, he he owns all the records at Vanderbilt, so he beat all of Jay Cutler's records. And by the way, and, is, and is, Kyle is, Orton. Hey. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Uh, Kyle <laughs> Listen, I, I, hope, I hope Schumer wasn't consulted Schirmer. on this. On the Schumer, what is it, Schumer? Schirmer. 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 I hope he wasn't consulted on this roster move, because if there's ever been a bigger screaming conflict of interest, I've never never seen it. Apparently, the Broncos <laughs> were interested in Schirmer, Kyle Schirmer, prior to Pat even being signed as the offensive coordinator. Then that makes me feel a little bit better. A little bit better, and and he did. He was on the Chiefs roster. He was a backup um, for a minute earlier this year. So uh, apparently. Other teams think he's at least worth a flyer, uh, which is good. Uh, Bryce Callahan's quietly been one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Uh, 84.1 grade, which is second among cornerbacks. 86.7 coverage grade, which is second among cornerbacks. And only 7.1 yards per reception, which is first among cornerbacks. And guess what? He's going to miss significant time because of this BS forfeit of a game with a foot injury. Yeah, it's all that. I'm that livid. Lindsay got Although into sore. Lindsay's day to day, but go ahead. And it's not the same uh, injury. It's the same foot, uh, but not a the same injury. Pa- yeah, yeah, a different part of the foot, which gives me a little yeah. bit of hope. It's not the same injury, yeah. which is good. But yeah. is expected to miss significant time. Lindsay also got injured, but is not expected to miss significant time. But we basically lost in this forfeit of a game our best offensive and defensive players. So that's awesome. You know who you, um, bring, you know who you bring in now, just because Bryce Callahan might be gone for a little bit. Will Parks. Will Parks. Prince released, Mukamara. <laughs> released by the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Will that, Parks was. Yeah, released. I'd like to see him back. But he, he's has experience he in the system. Certainly. Yeah, I mean, we need cornerback help, but he's not really a pure corner. He's more safety, right? Safety, more safety, linebacker. but he played a lot of slot when he was with us. Yeah. So he has the ability. Um, uh, one last thing before we move over to the game against the Chiefs coming up here. Uh, the more I th- This is per Chris Adamski, I believe it's pronounced. He said, the more I think about the <laughs> Broncos situation, the more I can't believe it. He said, I was all in on the entertainment value. I like quirky and unprecedented stuff like that. But it's amazing the NFL would make a mockery of its competitive product in that way. The Saints were handed a win. Uh, incredible. And that's exactly, uh, you know, kind of where I'm thinking. Um, I mean, I was I was intrigued, too, until I saw the first couple plays of play calling, and I was like, 
Yeah, this is going to be one of them games. Yeah, given no given no opportunity. Um, in addition to the Broncos having Kyle Shermer come in as a potential quarantine quarterback situation, the Broncos are also bringing in kicker Taylor Russellini for mm-hmm. a visit per source. So basically having a kicker in the same kind of quarantine situation, uh, even though Brandon McManus has been great, hit a 58-yard field goal in this game, our only points of the game, uh, career-long. And, man, he is earning his paycheck. Garrett Bowles signed. Garrett awesome. Bowles awesome. signed well, we four got, year. Well, they better, blind side. Well, they blind better, side covered. They better take those two guys we just signed and send them to Nome, Alaska. So there's no <laughs> no, there's no problems. But like, no, they were in Nome, Alaska. Chicken, Alaska. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just send it. <laughs> Put them in a bomb shelter. They can keep in Colorado. Just put them below ground. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> below ground bomb shelter. <laughs> and lock um, it. The only, the only guy that's a combination is Fangio or something. You, can, you guys cannot you gotta, you gotta keep it locked. Moving on. Um, <laughs> we are playing the Chiefs this week. Are we, though? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. All the tests for the quarterbacks, as expected, came back. back negative. They're all activated from the COVID uh, reserve list. So all the quarterbacks except for Driscoll are back. Drew Locke, Blake Bortles, Brett Rippon. We're playing the Chiefs. Chiefs just won convincingly against the Buccaneers. I know it was only a three-point game. Um, but, man, if if we got to go against Tariq Hill I think he without set Bryce records. Callahan. I think he set records. Without oh, Bryce dude. Callahan. That's an impossible yeah. task. That's an impossible task. I, th- that's I an think impossible that's the end task. of. I think we've covered that that game. Analysis. We've covered the game. The game is. <laughs> yeah, we've covered the game. <laughs> didn't didn't Tyreek Hill almost have like three hundred yards receiving in the first half? He had over two hundred in the first quarter. I saw, <laughs> and yeah, so something ridiculous like that. It was that's unreal. just dumb. And that was against Dare, uh, not Darius Slate, but um, what's his name for the Buccaneers? Oh, you're I'm talking about. Um, anyways, against a decent, a pretty, a pretty good corner, a pretty good secondary, uh, that they have over there. Uh, we have a good secondary as well, but Bryce Callahan not being there is definitely going to take a hit on that as you hear with just the numbers we just had. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I want to see more from this game is not about containing the, their offense because we're just not going to Patrick Mahomes and we're without Bryce Callahan. We're just not going to, that's just the fact. And, and that sucks because the Broncos more so than anyone more so than most anyone, because they're in the same division, have actually been able to contain them to a certain degree at times. Yeah. Um, but their offense can't get going. What I want to see more than anything in this game is I want to see I Drew Locke come out pissed. Look, if he's going to try and prove that he's the franchise guy, this is where you got to do it. I'm not necessarily expecting him to win this game. But I want to see kind of like what Derek Carr did to them a couple weeks ago where he comes out, lights it up, keeps it competitive, and makes it a game. I'm tired of seeing this team get steamrolled by quality opponents because our offense is incapable of doing anything. All right, hey, let, let me jump in, guys, because I do have to jump yeah, off. Ahead. I'm on baby patrol here. A couple things. Uh, if I were Drew Locke, I would – be fired up, ready to go, right? It's yeah. the, it's our chief rival, pardon the pun. 
It's in his hometown, Kansas City. And, of course, the guy has uh, taken a lot of criticism because of the uh, quarterback issue. If I were him, I would play the game wearing a mask. <laughs> and a face shield. Just as just as a little shot at the NFL, just a shield and a mask the whole and game and just light it up. No um, man. The um, my, my check down yards. before I leave. Uh, the last time an NFL team started a non-quarterback at quarterback fifty years ago, Baltimore mm-hmm. Colts. Tom Maddy. I know that because my Running dad back. grew up a huge Colts fan, as did your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad reminded me of that game. Tom Maddy. Uh, went out there because he had injuries to the first two or three quarterbacks. He was a starting running back, and Tom Maddig played quarterback at Ohio State, so he was far better prepared than poor Hinton was. But he yeah. won three games as quarterback, uh, and the wristband he wore – this is before NFL quarterbacks wore wristbands. He had a wristband. Mm-hmm. His wife, because she had good handwriting, wrote the plays on the wristband. <laughs> nice. That wristband that Tom Maddy wore is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, so it's kind of a cool story. But that, that was 50 story. years ago, and, and, and I would bet you it's never going to happen again. I mean, why would it happen again? Now the Broncos are going to quarantine a quarterback, and other teams, if they haven't already, will. And yeah. then if it's, if, if, if it's a non-pandemic year – and some something catastrophic, you know, all your quarterbacks get involved in a car accident en route to the game, or that's that's a bit of an exaggeration. But if they all go down during the course of the week, well, you can just sign a free agent, and bring them in to play quarterback, yeah, that's right? The only in an emergency we situation, we weren't afforded that luxury with the COVID restrictions. So I don't try, think it'll ever ever happen again. Try to sign someone off of our coaching staff by the name of Calabrese. <laughs> I saw that. I'll give him an A for creativity on that one. Creativity, but. yep. Wow, well, hey, Kevin, wow, we're wow. going to let you go. Is there anything else that you wanted to close up? We're, we're going to close here in about two or three minutes. But uh, Yeah. Hey, and listen, I would finish by saying I am with you guys in heart and spirit, you know, in terms of the NFL's decision and, and the mm-hmm. game. Uh, it, it's painful to think about, pa- too painful mm-hmm. to watch. I didn't get through the whole game. Um, I, I get all that, you know. So I was coming from a different position. Um and, and and I believe that that the, the Broncos need to need, need to take ownership of this, right? Uh, mistakes were made. Um, e- e- even if the NFL's been inconsistent, plays favorites. Yep. Well, guess what? We gave them an opportunity to play favorites. Yeah, we were I was the catalyst. Blame, this. blame that goes all directions. It blame to go all the way all the way around. And kudos to Hinton. I think that football, that single pass he completed the Fant, that football should also go to the Hall of Fame. Amen. Anyway, adios, guys. See ya. All right, see you All later. Yeah, have a good one. Uh, Ian, what do, you, what do you think about this game? We got this game. It's it, well, it's coming it's, up against, I mean. It's that know. Arrowhead, man. So, I mean, it's obviously, it doesn't matter with no fans there or limited fans. Um, mm-hmm. I just, uh, it's, a, it's, it's an unstoppable force at this point. Um, and we are not an immovable object. No, no, we are very movable. We're very movable. We are, we are very movable. Latavius Murray showed that, and Taysom Mill yeah. showed that. And that's and that's that was something. Our defense played very well for most of that game, 
but very the well. One the one part think of, that think of we're the short missed, fields they were given. Oh yeah. The one part that we oh if Drew Brees would have been there, we would have been destroyed. Are you talking about the fourth and one where they jumped off sides? Draymond no, Jones? no, no. No, I was that talking about that gave them their first touchdown. Well, yeah, that one sucked. That one did suck. That hurt, man. But it, that was another game where I was like, man, if we just had Purcell and Harris run stoppers. I, I, Harris, he's been out four weeks with COVID. Right? How does that? I've never heard of that happening. Yeah, mom only of, had never, COVID for three. Yeah. And our, and our mom is <laughs> quote unquote high risk. She had it for about 12 days. Yeah, and this guy's had it for a month. What a bum. No, I like oh, him. I like him. I don't him, want though. to say what a bum. I, I mean, like he probably him. sucks. I mean, obviously, he doesn't want to be in that situation. No, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. No, we, we certainly saw, don't. Sorry, Harris. We didn't mean we'd call you a bum, dude. That was my fault. You're not a bum. Not we a just bum. we just need you back. We need to swap passes, back. bro. We need to swap <laughs> passes, dog. Come we, on, yeah, bro. Yeah, we need you on that front line. Come on, man. Yeah, dude, because I mean, when Latavius Murray's just churning out 113 yards and two touchdowns. To be fair to Latavius Murray, he's always been a good back. He just got yes. put on a team with a better back. Yeah, and we actually kind of shut him down more than we did Latavius Murray. We shut Kamara oh, down. Kamara down pretty well. Again, our our defense did very well for almost this entire game. This the points they were scoring were coming off of turnover. You know, two we gave them two picks, short fields, a fumble where they only had to go what six yards or something like that. Pretty like, much, yep. We gave up three touchdowns. It w- not even our defense's fault. You know what I mean? I mean the game. Um, I mean defensively, the game was played very well. And I want to take oh, a man. note: if, if we had I any said, of our four quarterbacks, we we could have won this game. We could have won that any game. Of them. And I any did say I did say earlier, Cameron Hayward. I meant Cameron Jordan. Jordan, Cam Jordan. My, yeah, I mean, I didn't mean Hayward. I meant Jordan. Um, yeah. But yeah, a hundred percent, we would have won that game. Well. Had a chance to win that game. We, we yeah, we there was a good chance of winning that game because our, our defense was playing, was playing really well. Because really we, well. I mean, Taysom Hill is only his game plan. Only in his second, and uh, we know that. We know that the game plan would have been a little bit different for the Saints if, if uh, you know, let's say Locke was playing. But our defense was playing well enough that I think we we would have had a good chance, and that's not something I, I said going into the game. I didn't think we had a good chance yeah. to win the game, but once I saw how good our defense was playing, and Mark Shrela said it pretty much as well because he he did the game and he does the one hundred four yeah. in the fan show. You know, at the very beginning of the game, he's like, you know, it's almost just as hard for the Saints to game plan against us because they've never seen this stuff. But then, like after like quarter two, he's like, Broncos aren't making any definite changes. They're running the same three plays. Yeah, and then going was, four and out and kicking, he goes again, well. The the worst the worst play. I mean, again, you you this is all with an asterisk because you can't put too much blame when this if the situation that they were put in. But gosh, Shermer, you can't do that, bro. Like, why even run him? Why even run Hinton out there uh, to to work on screen passes and quick slants and stuff like that pregame. If you're not going to use them. If you're not even going to threaten to throw one. You're not even going to And the one that you did throw went for 13 yards. Oh, the one screenplay. The one pass. Yeah, went 13 yards. The one jump off, 13 yards. Like... You could have built. You, you could have called. If you would have thrown like maybe with screens, thirteen and jump of those? offs, and slants, and then yeah, like I said, I, like Kevin said, 
throwing that one deep early in the game. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that keeps Because you want to show that the guy's at least got yeah. an arm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But if if you're going to put Kendall Hinton out there with no practice and no, you know, no you know, history, no history playing quarterback in the last two years since, since he was a backup at Wake Forest, at least at the very least call plays that are easy completions. They can get the ball in a, in, 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 in a, in a, a Phil Lindsay or a Jerry Judy, get the ball in one of those guys' hands in space quickly mm-hmm. where you're not even worried about the defense yet. Like, like obviously, if you got to take a five step drop and try to throw it deep, the defense is going to be on that. Mm-hmm. Use just, a uh, use uh, a Madden playbook. Just hit slants. Just use slants. You push <laughs> slants, use screens, all the time. halfback angle. You know, out of the backfield. Oh yeah, do yeah. Somewhere oh, where man. that where tight end, co- that tight end your, screen, that t- that dump off worked. Like just where your coverage is on the linebackers. Like designed runs when he's in the game as well. Like yeah. I, I saw know. him try to break one, and then he got a guy. I think he got a little scared. I saw him try to. He was like about to break one off to the right, and then like I was like, "Oh, he's about to get destroyed." Yeah, I don't know if I saw that, but anyways, um, do you have any prediction for this game against the Chiefs? Yeah, a loss. It's a loss. Oh, it's gonna be a. I don't know. This might be one of those unsurmountable. I don't know. I got two different versions. Like the Broncos could come out fired up, like Kevin was saying. Lock could come. Pissed. Lock Lock could come out pissed off. Like you know they what? Come I'm out hometown. I said I was gonna be Darth Vader last time, and uh, you weren't. <laughs> they put you on your butt. Um, but after this little debacle, or not little, big debacle. I mean, you, the whole Broncos, I mean, the way the defense played in a game where they knew this is just nothing. They got, the offense has now got to rally around the defense and be like, our fault. Let's do this game. Let's win this game today. But do I think it's going to happen? No. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're gonna, probably going to lose probably 35 to, to 21. If I have to take a guess on a on a score, as close to what I was gonna guess, I was I was just gonna say the the one good thing is the Broncos know the team, they know this, they know Pat Mahomes. Again, you're not really gonna contain, but the Broncos have in the past done at times a better job of containing the off their offense than other right. teams have, um, just just by experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Lock has to come out pissed if he wants if he wants to show that he's got something if he wants to show that he deserves another opportunity next year to be a starting quarterback uh for the broncos uh this is the game to do it you have to do it this game like you have to come out pissed after what's happened this past week you have to come out pissed and you have to show that you can compete at a high level against against a guy like pat mahomes look pat mahomes exactly. ain't going anywhere he's in this division for the next 15 years so 100 <laughs> percent. so so you you got to show that you can compete with him yeah. you have to, you show have to either you win this or compete this i'm game. not expecting i'm not expecting a win but i expect you to show something Lock. I predict Broncos lose 38-27. 38-27. Um, anything else before we close up? No, not really. Just uh Bryce Callahan, get healthy by Sunday, please, for the love of all things holy. 
We need you. I think Lindsay. I think Lindsay's supposed to. Lindsay's Lindsay is questionable. He's day to day, but is trending toward playing. Is what it sounds like. I don't think Callahan will be there. So. Oh, I don't think so either. I'm just. I'm just wishful thinking here. He's saying Bassy's got to step up. He's been so good. Bassy, Ojemudia, potentially some Devonte Bosby. Um, yep. Gosh, We're I don't in. know, man. Not Tyreek Hill though, and uh, yeah. Travis Kelsey. They got Sammy Watkins back now. I don't know. It's not looking good. But thirty-eight twenty-seven. It's my prediction. Thirty-one twenty or thirty-five twenty-one is yours. Yep. We didn't get one from Kevin before he jumped off, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be right around the probably the right, newborn. Yeah, he's probably around the same area we're yeah. at. In any case, this has been D-Bronx Podcast. We thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us complain about the Broncos. Uh, but honestly, we've had some things to complain about. We're complaining more about the NFL this year. Uh, it's or really at the least, NFL. Uh, this week, this week has been what the, the NFL did to the Broncos. And, uh, you know, obviously how we contributed to that as a team. But Stuck it in and broke Thank it you off. for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, whatever you like to do with your podcast, uh, you know, follow, subscribe, share. If you have other Broncos fans that, uh, that you think would get a kick out of the fan perspective uh, mm-hmm. that we provide versus the expert perspective that uh, networks and stuff pretend to provide. Um, pretend. Certainly. Yeah, we we uh, we certainly would appreciate um, appreciate the follow, the subscribe, the share, all those things. So, uh, from Ian, from Kevin, from myself, thank you for listening to Deep Rock's podcast.